Hi, this is Matt Shaw, pastor at City Lift Church. If you're in the Fort Lauderdale area, we'd love for you to come visit us on a Sunday sometime or join us online, citylift.church. We hope today's message fills you with courage and helps you on your spiritual journey. We exist just to help people meet, know, and follow Jesus. Enjoy today's message. Can we put our hands together really quick for all the moms in the house? Thank you for all you do and everything you've done for us. And man, spiritual moms and man, where would we be without motherhood? Amen. And how many of you know your mom probably should have ended your life a few times, but she didn't. And here you are today. And so thank you, moms. We love you. It's, uh, it's, it's a beautiful day. Uh, I, I'm excited today. I get to do a, a teaching today on honoring your mother and your father, obviously specifically on your mother. We are in the middle of a series, Family Still Matters, and I kind of had it on my heart today to talk about honor and particularly honoring your parents. Now, honor should be a very easy concept for all of us to get, right? It's all over our political system. It's all over social media. It's all over the business world. We just swim in a culture of honor, don't we? Okay, well, you've you haven't caught on being facetious. You get that now, right? Like, honor almost feels like a lost cause, doesn't it? Right? So where can you where can you find honor in almost any cultural system that, that we have now? Uh, and yet honor is one of these things the Bible talks about. I think about 355 times in the Bible it talks about honor. And so today we are going to look into that and teach on honor. What does it look like to honor others and what does it look like to specifically to honor uh, moms and dads? Now, if you are a mom here real quick, before I forget, we do have a rose for you on the way out. So make sure if you're a mom, come around the table on the side and get, get your rose on the way out, okay? All right, so if you're tracking with me, get your phones out. We're going to go through some scriptures today, and uh, we are going to teach on honor today, particularly honoring our moms. I really pray to again, that we open our head and our heart is, is we just want to receive today's teaching on honor. I think you're going to get so much out of it. Let me pray really quick, and we're going to jump into today's teaching. Heavenly Father, we love you. God, thank you for your word. Thank you that it changes us, that it washes us, that it makes us new. Uh, God, thank you for your great hand of faithfulness to us. You've been way better to us than we, we've been to others, and we've definitely been to you. And so thank you for your, your faithful hand in our lives today, God. Thank you today that as we learn about honor, God, that we can really excel in this concept, God. Uh, and God, that we might leave today being able to honor our mother and father like we've never done it before. In Jesus' name, if you believe that with me, say amen. Amen. I want to open today with a very powerful scripture. This is Deuteronomy 5.16. It says, Honor your father and your mother as the Lord God commanded you, that your days will be long, that it might go well with you in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. And Ephesians 6 echoes this. It says, Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. God is so serious about you and I honoring our mother and our father that he even attaches a promise to it. It's the first commandment with a promise actually attached to it. Now, what does it mean to honor? Because our culture does not excel in honor, I think the concept of honor gets lost. Now, in the Hebrew, in the, in the Old Testament, when they would talk about honor, it was the Hebrew word kavod, and it mean to hold something with glory or weight, that you would feel the heaviness or the weightiness of this person or this person's role in your life, that you would kind of hold it with an awe or a deep respect. And so like light things, hold something lightly would be like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. But to hold something heavy with a heaviness and a sense of, of glory would be to, to hold its weight. So even when the Bible talks about glory to God, it talks about the weightiness or the heaviness 
of, of God, that there's substance to it, that you carry the heaviness of this thing. Uh, and in the New Testament, it kind of carries more of a sense of personal value, elevating someone's personal value. And so when I show honor, when I display honor, I'm recognizing the great value. Now, and for us as believers, what this is, when we talk about honor, what we're doing is we're talking about recognizing that imago Dei, that image of God. Everybody is made in God's image and likeness. And when I choose to honor, what I'm really doing is I'm saying I'm recognizing the value and the stamp of God on that human life. And so what we're really doing is we're preaching and we're restoring the image of God in this relationship and on, on, this, on this person, okay? Now, the Bible talks so much about honor, right? So if I go through the Bible, we find in 1 Peter 3 that we're to honor Christ, right? And that's an easy one for us as Christians, right? Like, okay, yeah, I get it. He, he's my Savior. He's my Lord. Of course, it's easy for me to honor Jesus. He's perfect, right? Of course, I can bring a sense of value. First uh, Timothy 1.17, to the king of all ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. So, of course, we'll bring honor. The Bible says in First Timothy 5, we're to honor widows. We're to honor widows and make sure that we hold them in, in a high personal value, right? So, so we, we honor widows. We honor marriage. Hebrews 13.4, let marriage be held in honor among everybody, right? So we'll hold the institution of marriage in a, in a great deal of honor. 1 Timothy 5.17 says to hold the elders and those that teach the word in double honor. Show them double honor. Leviticus 19, those that have gone before us in life that are a little ahead of us in years, we're to honor them. The Bible says stand up before the gray head and honor the face of an old man. We wouldn't say it like that in modern language now, but basically what it's saying is, you know, honor those that have done the journey of life before you. Make sure that you show them honor. Proverbs 15.33 says that humility comes before honor. So if you want to receive honor, choose humility, right? And that's how you get honor. Proverbs 29, 23 says, one's pride will bring him low, but those who are humble or lowly in spirit will obtain honor, right? And that's what Jesus said, right? He goes, man, those that go up high, they're going to be humbled. Those that choose to humble themselves, they'll, they'll be exalted. Romans 12, 10 says, honor each other, right? Outdo each other in showing honor. Love everybody and outdo each other in showing honor. Honor. Philippians 2, 3, don't do anything out of selfish ambition, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Man, I really caught this verse about a decade ago, and I thought, what would it look like in all of my interactions with people if I began to approach this interaction like they were more important than me? What does that look like in a practical friendship, relationship kind of thing? All these different relationships in my life. What if I began to treat them as more important than myself. It's not like I'm putting myself down or thinking about myself less, but I'm like, what does it look like as I start these relationships, not to get people to see how big I am, but to remind them of how big they are, right? And to begin to all my interactions like, hey, instead of making this moment about me, what if I made this moment about you? The best leaders I've ever followed in my entire life were not the kind of leaders that always tried to remind me how good they were, but they were always trying to remind me of how good I was. They're always trying to pour into me and show me how big things I could do, you know, and I just, I love that sense. And so here the Bible is saying, hey, listen, when, when you get together with people, when you start meeting with people in the church or in society or wherever else, what if you treated them in a way that they were even better than yourself, which makes me approach every relationship through serving other people, right? If I treat them as more important than me, it's like now in this relationship, I'm going to be serving them instead of trying to get them to serve me. What a pivotal thought, right? Like it sets me free to serve is what that does. First Peter 2, 
says, show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God. Honor the emperor. Now, when Peter wrote this, this was most likely the emperor Nero, who was a terrible, terrible emperor. And, and he was literally crucifying Christians. He's persecuting Christians. He's actively hunting them down. He would tie them to trees, light them on fire. It was absolutely horrific. And here's Peter, the rock of the church, right? One of the founding apostles is saying, honor the emperor. This is so hard for us to understand because it feels so unfair, doesn't it? I mean, honor is one of those things. We don't mind honoring perfect. We don't mind honoring right. It is so hard to honor imperfect. And yet, I would really see it here in the Bible that the Bible asks us to honor imperfect people as well. And that is a hard one to get. You talk about walking this out as a believer. This is mature Christianity. And we'll talk more about that in a second. But we're called to to honor those that God has placed in authority, which is incredibly, incredibly hard to do. Let's go back to mom and dad real quick. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a, a promise, right? Why does God attach a promise? Why is he so serious about you and I honoring our parents? Here's a couple of thoughts. First of all, in most of our lives, right, for that first 20 years, no one has invested in you the way that mom and dad invested in you, right? I don't know about you, but no one made a greater investment in my life in those beginning years than my parents, In fact, no one has even come close, right? In fact, most of us will go our whole lives and we'll never touch anybody that has invested in us quite the same way that our parents have, right? No one loves you enough to change your diaper, let you spit up on them, keep them up all night long, right? Like like parents will sacrifice and sacrifice and sacrifice. In fact, they will carry you to a place until you can care for yourself. And when you look at spiritual leadership, you look at godly leadership, you look at authority, why does God call leadership to begin with, right? Why does God even create this concept of leadership? If I look at the ministry of Moses, who's probably one of the greatest Old Testament spiritual leaders, probably one of the clearest pictures of leadership in the Bible, God calls Moses and he says, Moses, I want you to go to my children. They're stuck in Egypt. They're in bondage. And I want you to deliver them. And I want you to bring them to the promised land, care for them and carry them along the journey until they can stand on their own two feet and they begin to flourish. Even the apostle Paul said, he goes, hey, my authority, right, is so that to build you up. It's so that you can stand on your own. Why does God give spiritual leadership? So we can go deliver people from bondage, bring them along a journey until they can care for themselves, stand on their own two feet, and begin to flourish in the things of God, and we bring them to their promised land. This is why God created this whole crazy concept. For, all, for most of us, right, mom and dad are the people that God called and put in our lives to bring us to a place of maturity until we could stand and begin to flourish on our own two feet. And, and that would be so easy, except nobody likes to be led, do we? Nobody really enjoys being led anywhere. When you were 14, did you enjoy when mom and dad told you no? Absolutely not, right? Nobody likes to be led. Could you imagine the hypocritical place I find myself in on a monthly basis? Being a human being who doesn't like to be led anywhere, asking people to join leadership so we could lead them to make a difference, knowing that nobody likes to be led. Y'all, pastoring is rough, y'all. It really is. Like, No, I'm, I'm joking a little bit. But, 
but nobody really likes to be led anywhere. Why? Because we want to do when we want to do it, right? We like to be free to do whatever we want to do. We don't like being told no. We don't like being brought somewhere. We don't want to go, right? And yet God gives parents and moms and dads leadership and authority in our lives so that they can carry us to a place of maturity and investment. And they can bring us to the place of fullness so we can stand on our own two feet. And God is saying, you may not like all the leadership they've done in your life, but I want you to honor the investment they've put in your life. I want you to honor that investment. I want you to, and if you do, I'll reward it because I know nobody likes to be led. But if you'll honor that, I will reward you. Look at, look at 1 Samuel 2.30. And I know I've used a lot of scriptures. Last, last one. God is saying, far be it from me. For those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me, I will hold them lightly. In other words, if you honor me, I will honor you. If you hold me in weight and you hold me in glory, I will hold weight on your life. Here's what I have found. I will go so much farther in life with God's honor on me than without his honor. I will go so much farther in life with a humble spirit than a proud spirit. I will go so much farther in life asking questions than telling everybody how right I am. I'll go so much farther in life treating other people better than myself than in every relationship reminding them of how great I am, right? What, what, what is it ultimately doing? It's sowing honor. When you and I choose to honor other people, we're ultimately honoring God. Because when you honor the things God calls you to honor, in the end, you're honoring Him. When you and I choose to honor the imperfect, in the end, we're honoring the perfect. We're saying, God, they may not be perfect, but you've told me to honor them, and I will do it because I'm honoring you. And when I honor you, you said you'd honor me. Guys, some things you can work for, some things you have to wait for, and some things God has to do a miracle for you. You want God's honor on your life. Some things you can hustle for, some things it just takes God's honor. Some things you can pray for and push through, and other things you're like, God, I have to sit back and relax and let your grace work. But I will do what you ask me to do, and I'll choose honor. I learned this in my relationship with my dad. My dad and I, for a number of years, had a really rocky relationship. We didn't talk a lot. My dad today is a completely different man than he was 20, 30 years ago. My dad has since given his life to Christ and experienced a very real transformation in his life. And those of you that know my story, I gave my life to Jesus late high school. And so we had a rocky few years. So even after I got saved, it was rocky for a while. And we didn't talk a lot, maybe a few times a year. But most of the times that we talked, we ended up in an argument, okay? Just for some reason, I was hurt, he was hurt. You know, we disrespected each other, and, and it, things had just broke down, kind of fallen apart. And a few years after me following Jesus, the Holy Spirit started talking to my heart about restoring this relationship with my dad. And my dad had just recently given his life. My dad started giving his life back to Christ in college. Uh, in fact, my dad had a blood clot that dislodged in his leg, and we almost lost him. He was literally on the operating table. He was dying. And boy, you talk about something that shocks you and shocked the family. I, I thought in college I was going to lose my dad. And that kind of began to kick it off for me where I realized, like, nothing is forever. Like, I have a moment of time with him, you know. And that began to talk. And I thought, God, I don't want to end my life without a relationship with my dad. And I felt from that moment on, the Holy Spirit started talking to me about how to restore the relationship. And at first, I was like, God, I, I don't know. You know, it's a big thing to open up your heart again. And I felt like God was like, I want you to honor your father. 
honor your father. And when I first heard the Holy Spirit tell me this, I was like, I don't, but he's not deserving of honor. Okay? That's the first thing that will come out of a hurt heart. When God asks you to honor someone, the first thing you're going to say is, but they're not deserving of honor. And that might be very true. It might be some truth to that, okay? But I felt like God was like, I want you to begin to honor him, right? I want you to begin to forgive him. I want you to begin to honor him. I want you to start sowing honor. And, and of course, in my heart, I'm like, what about all the things he did to me, right? And then the Holy Spirit's like, what about all the things you did to him? (laughs) I don't want to talk about me. I want to talk about him. You know, that's how we all are. But God began to work on my heart. And I began to sow honor. And over time, over the next two years, we watched our relationship go from a rocky place to a very beautiful place. And today, he is genuinely one of my best friends. And so today, if you have a rocky relationship, maybe with one of your parents, you know, or vice versa, there is hope with the power of the Holy Spirit. God restored that relationship. And we've since learned to be a lot softer and a lot more honoring and a lot more kind to each other. And, and it's been good. In fact, every year now, we go on a big motorcycle trip together. And it's just all of us together laughing, having fun, and just, just being goofy. And I, and I love it. And then I come back, and then I, I give my wife a really nice, like, spa package and hotel stay, right? It's like I leave her with four kids. I also want my marriage to make it, you know, so I only get to do that once a year. But it's just a, it's a neat and beautiful thing. But I got there through sowing honor. I got there through sowing honor. And as you and I sow honor, it begins to work on people's hearts. Why does God ask us? Let let me zero in on this a little bit. Why does God ask us as believers to honor imperfect people? Because honor preaches a message the world isn't saying. Honor preaches a message the world isn't saying. The world says, be good, and then you're deserving of my kindness, and then I'll place value on you, right? Be respectful to me, and then I will be respectful to you. And I understand that. The Bible says, honor the imperfect and let me work on their heart. Remind them through honor how valuable they are. And then as you preach honor to them, It does something to the human heart and it allows the Holy Spirit to work. This is why Jesus said, people will look at believers and know that you're believers by the way that you what? Love each other. Jesus didn't say it's the way that I will prosper your life. He didn't say it's the miracles or the healings or the resurrection. He didn't say that. He said the way that you and I love each other preaches a message to the world that makes them go like, I don't get it. I don't get it. When you and I sow honor to the imperfect, it makes them walk away and realize, I don't get it. I treated them bad. Why are they sowing honor back? It's so powerful. This is how you and I change the world. We apply what Jesus told us to do, and we sow honor to the imperfect. In the end, honoring the perfect and we watch God begin to do the miracle. How do believers change the political environment? We sow honor. We refuse to let go of Imago Day, and we sow honor. How do we change a city? We hold on to the Imago Day, the image of God, and we sow honor. How do you change your office? You sow honor. How do you change your family? You sow honor. Does sowing honor change everybody's heart? Not everybody. But does it change a lot of hearts? Absolutely. Absolutely. We sow honor. How do you create a healthy church culture? You sow honor. You sow honor. You outdo each other in sowing honor. 
Every time I honor, I preach to their heart, you are made in God's image, you're made in God's likeness, and you are valuable. And isn't that what we all want? I mean, isn't, isn't that what we all kind of want? We all have this little boy and little girl on the inside that's like, can anyone see how awesome I am? I mean, aren't, aren't we all like that? Don't we all want that in life? We want everyone to stop and for a moment just recognize what is inside of us without performing, without having to do anything. We want people to stop and be like, wow, you're a masterpiece. Isn't that what we all kind of want? And the Bible says if you feed this to other people, you open a door for me to move in their life, in your life, and in the relationship. God knows it's not easy to honor imperfect. And that's why he says if you honor the imperfect for the perfect, I will reward you. Because I see what you're doing, and I see the ministry you're providing, and I see that you're reminding them of value where there doesn't seem to be value. And if you do that, I will honor you. I have had God's honor do more for me than almost anything else in my life. Probably more than any other message that I've preached in the last few weeks, this one has changed my personal life more than anything else because I was hurt, and hurt people have a hard time sowing honor. So hurt people have to become healed people, and then they can sow honor. How did I start sowing honor to my dad? I first needed Christ to begin to heal the hurts, and then I started sowing honor. And then I watched God do the miracle. So again, we talked about hurt a lot in a series on family and relationships. Of course, we're going to talk about hurt a lot because we all have that. What does it look like to get healed and then to begin to sow honor and, and remind them of Imago Day and the image of God in their life. How do you honor mom and dad? Let me get practical for a second. How do we practically honor mom and dad, particularly mom on Mother's Day? Ask them. Ask them. Mom, dad, how do I show you honor this year? If you do that, they will fall over backwards in their chair. I am telling you, they're going to give you the house when they retire, they're going to give you the car. They're, you're going to be the favorite child. I mean, I'm telling you right now, if you go up to them and say, hey, how do I honor you this year? Yo, that'll just, that's it, man. I don't think a parent wants anything else other than that. You know, how do I love you and honor you? Oh, okay. You know, like just ask them, ask them, right? You could always Google it too, but I, you could just ask them, how do I honor them? Call them, make time for them. If you're in your 20s and you still have the blessing of having your parents around, call them and let them talk to you as long as they want. Just call them and let them talk to you. I call my mom several times a week, and they're not exciting conversations. It's just not. She wants to talk about the grandkids, and she lives in the country, deer, squirrels, you know, what she baked, you know. But I let her talk because I love her, and what am I doing? I'm honoring her. What does mom want from me? She wants to get pictures of the grandkids, and she wants time. She, she wants time, you know. And I thought, you know, this, this happened years ago. I was like, I'm going to be a good son. I'm going to be a good son. And I'm going to call, and I'm going to shut up, and I'm going to let her talk. And my mom's a talker, guys. My mom is a talker. And I'm going to be quiet, and I'm going to let her talk. And I'm going to make what she thinks is important, important. Honor. Honor. So if you're in your 20s, call your parents and let them talk. Don't argue with them. Don't tell them their opinion's dumb. Shut up and listen to them. I'm going to help some. Honestly, I'm going to help you some of y'all out today. Talk to them. 
There's a phenomenal book called The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman, and uh, you should read it. It's like 10 bucks on Amazon used. Uh, find out what your parents' love language is. Some people are quality time. Some people love to get gifts. Some people are words of affirmation. Find out what it is. And, and don't give them the love you want. Give them the love they need. That's what that book will teach you. When you approach somebody, don't do what you would want. Do what they would want. And, and sow that into their life. Hey, mom, you love gifts. Here it is. You know, or you want time or you want words. Whatever it is, sow what they need. Okay? Learn to be a good, mature person. And part of maturing is learning it's not all about me. Don't make the relationship about you. Make it about them. Okay, I know I'm talking to adults right now, okay? I get it. You're not 12 anymore, so that's why I'm snapping a little bit right now. Make it about them. For the rest of your adult life, make it about them and honor them. Get to know their love languages. Here's a couple things I've done. Pick up their hobbies just to be with them. Pick up their hobbies just to be with them. Don't make them do your hobby anymore. Do their hobby. Lose on purpose. This is something I had to learn with my dad. Both of us are very opinionated, pretty headstrong, you know. Lose on purpose. You know, if dad's like, hey, let's go here for vacation this year. Okay. Christmas is this weekend, not that weekend. Okay. You know, lose on purpose. Just make an effort to lose on purpose. This will work in marriage as well if you're married today. Lose on purpose. Make it a habit of losing on purpose for the sake of honor. How do you know you've honored someone when they walk away feeling honored? How do you know you've honored someone when they walk away feeling honored? That's how you know you've, you've won. Align your actions and your words. Don't just tell mom and dad something. Do it with your actions as well. Right? Bible talks about that, right? Not just in word only, but in deed as well. Like we're people of words and actions. This is why James says you can't just hear this thing and then let it go and not do it. We change the world by doing honor. We don't just talk about it. We're going to display it. We're going to do this thing. We're going to align words and actions, and we're going to change it. How do I change my family, Pastor Matt? We so honor. How do I change the city? We so honor. How do I change the environment that I'm in? We so honor. We so honor. You up your level of honor, and God will up the level of honor that he puts on your life. You up the level of honor on people, God will up the level on you. And you'll watch doors open that you could never see open for yourself because you've chosen a life of honor. How do we change the world? We so honor. How do we let people know we're followers of Christ? We so honor, right? We're always elevating the value on somebody else before they deserve it. The Bible says, while you and I were Christ's enemies, that's when he died for us. Before we deserve it, God sowed the seed for us. And before they deserve honor, we sow the seed of honor in their life. They haven't earned it, Pastor Matt. I, I know. I know. But we sow the seed before they earn it, just like God did for us, for passing on honor. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today's message. God, I think today's message, maybe more than any other in the last few weeks, has the power to change our lives as we sow honor. Not because people are so deserving, but God, that you came to rescue us and you placed value on us when we had none. You saved us. You called us when we did nothing to earn it. And so, God, we're people of honor because of what you did to us. And so, God, I thank you that as we so honor, your spirit is moving and you're changing our families, our marriages, God, our business environments, everything around us. God, I thank you that honor can change it all in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. One more time. Would you go up for the moms one last time?
Thanks again for checking out our podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe. Share with a few friends. Thanks for helping us make Jesus famous right here in South Florida. Again, if you're in the Fort Lauderdale area, we'd love to see you sometime. Or as always, visit us online, citylift.church. Have an amazing day.